Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everybody, it's Lindsay and Krista, your friends here on this journey. We started when we were almost 30, now we are in our 30s and just, yeah, happy to support you, happy to make you laugh, make you feel less alone and hopefully make you feel like you can do this thing. Yeah, we're 100 years old and we're here to come back (laughs) to teach you about life. My grandpa, who is, you know, sharp as a tack, is 97. There's tons of people that are at his nursing home that are over 100. I think we're going to be a generation that lives over 100, which is pretty wild. Are you down with that? Or are you? Are, someone are you asked me that. I was that? with someone and he was asking me, he's like, what do you think about living forever or living over 100? I was like, I have no desire to live super long. I love my life, but I don't know. I I love my life, but I'm not super attached to this experience, I guess. And I don't want to be someone that's like, I guess whatever it is, I don't want to grip it. So if it's death, Mm -hmm. I don't want to grip it. If it's staying alive, I don't want to grip it. I don't want to be someone that's like, I have to stay alive. I don't want to die. I'm afraid to die. So I don't want to be afraid to die, but I don't want to be afraid to live either. So I think that's really it. And then we just talk about the ways in which we would do that. And it comes back to like science or like, medical things and it's not necessarily related to like how well you're living it's more so like what are the things that I'm going to do medically or what are the tools that I'm going to use to make myself live longer but I just want to live however long I live really well yes yeah it always freaks me out when I mean they shall remain nameless but when I like see people on my feed when they're like my goal is to live to 150 and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm like, dude, you are not a robot. And what are we doing here? It's freaky. And, but yeah, I think my whole thing is just, I would love for my quality of life to be, you know, as good as it can be for as long as it can be, however long that is. But Yeah, there's things about like getting older that you don't think about until it starts happening. I remember my Nana just having a moment when her friend started passing away. And it's just such a real, a real experience that happens on the regular. It's kind of like when we're in now where it's like, oh, all of our friends are like getting married and having kids. It's like there comes that cycle of like, ooh, okay, we're really being like shown mortality, you know, on a regular basis, but yeah, it's your generation, you know, that can happen all at once. I think too, with the getting older, when I think about me, I'm like, I Irish exit every party I go to. (laughs) I leave every party early. I'm probably gonna not, not be changing that for my life on earth. I'll probably be Irish exiting, leaving earlier, just because Yeah. And I don't want to like outlive everyone I love. Hopefully I continue to accumulate people that I love and find more and more to love about life. But it would be hard to have those attachments to like your loves and then it all kind of goes away. But yeah. So 
All that to say, you don't need to be 30 to listen. It's just what we were when we started. And today's episode with our dear Roddy Devlukia Shetty is a part two. We had the first part of her episode out a few months ago. It was actually out in August. And so you can listen to part one if you'd like. It was really, really powerful. She's been on the podcast one other time before, I believe, one or two. So she's a dear friend of the podcast, and she's just such an incredible, powerful person. And if you came here from her community, we're so grateful to have you. Yeah, it was so fun to sit down with her. And in this part two, we talked about a few things that were really interesting to kind of detangle with her. This idea of, you know, she was describing a season of change that she's in, one that she couldn't articulate as like, this is the season, this is the topic of change. It's more so feeling the current of change and just being able to trust it, being able to recalibrate her relationships because of it. And so, yeah, it got me thinking just so much about how when you go through personal seasons of change, how like your relationship systems potentially completely re-situate themselves and some fall off, some get stronger, some need tending to. And I think as an adult and just like a conscious being, it's like that is part of the purpose of that change, like without you even realizing it at first. So that was a big one. Yeah, that's huge. I think about that in the current changes I'm experiencing in my life. And it's interesting because I think about my relationships. And there's a part of me that always feels like when I'm going through something, there's an aspect of me that always feels like I have to explain it to everybody to make sure that they know that this is why I'm not showing up perfect, or I'm showing up 100%, or I'm not giving as much as I normally do, or I'm not texting or calling or following up or, or I'm not as happy as I normally do. So I'm really working with that current aspect within changes of my relationships. It's like, how can I allow myself to go through what I'm going through and not feel like I have to explain myself and not feel like I have to overcompensate and not feel like I have to like still manage and tend to every relationship that I have when I actually need to tend to myself the most and I need to tend to my closest sphere the most. And so it's such an interesting thing, you know, within relationships, because there's so many different dynamics at play and so many things that tend to happen, but things can be happening in the dynamic of the relationship or just internally that also reflect on the relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that piece of like wanting to manage someone's experience of what you're moving through is so real. It can be almost like a stronger force than the change itself and really kind of prevent you from being fully in what's happening in your life. And yeah, that's, I definitely have that aspect of me. I think for me, it shows up in this sense of, it's almost like less needing to explain. And it's this like more internal struggle of almost like closest relationships, like interpersonal relationships, where I want to make sure that I'm being a good friend, even during this time, or I'm just kind of showing up in a way that I'm proud of. And during change, like you can't always show up in a way for other people that you're Mm -hmm. proud of. I know you've experienced that as well, but it's such a important turning point in a relationship when you can allow your friends to be moving through what they are moving through without judgment or needing to 
know more or control and vice versa. And I think we hit that point. I don't even know when it was, but it feels like we've had that on lock for years. And it's such a beautiful part of our friendship because then I'm able to really hold that as a standard for my other relationships, where if I feel judged or rushed out of a process by someone else, I know that it deserves either a little reset or maybe this is time to let go of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to have relationships where you don't feel like you have to continue to tend to it if you are in a phase where you only need to tend to yourself and you only need to tend to like what's in front of you. And what's so beautiful that with social media and I think with just the expanding landscape of our world, we have so much access to stay in touch with our friends. We have so many more ties to people, but then it can also be challenging because for me, I sometimes feel like trapped in a web because I'm like, oh, I have to update all these people with this thing, or I have to follow up with these people or all these people want to see me or you know what I mean? And then I have to explain to them why I'm not showing up. It's just a whole conversation that I have of that codependency in a way of like feeling like I have to be something for people in times when I really just need to be something for myself. So I'm excited to hear her talk about this because I think she just does and navigates change so beautifully. And I can imagine with so many people that love Roddy and want more of her and want more access to her and want to be more connected to her that she probably, I would imagine, has a hard time with managing all of that. But she has such clear priorities. She's so clear on how her family is the most important thing. And I think that's when we can lean on our values to really guide the way. Yes, absolutely. We also talked about just her experience in her life where she's always had people kind of patch things up for her, where And an example would be if she and Jay are in an interview together, she would always lean on Jay to explain something better than she could because she thought he could explain it better than she could. And I think that became from what she describes as like a crutch where she would just lean back and like let other people do it better because she was insecure about her own ability to articulate herself and clearly express. And it was so funny because we were just laughing because I have that same thing, that same feeling. And we were both like, but you're so articulate, but you're so articulate. It was like hilarious and annoying. Yeah. I'm curious about your experience with that too. But it's like with her, it's literally one of the best in the world. (laughs) You know, so like, yeah, yeah, her husband, Jay, one of the best in the world at everything. So it's like, I mean, of course, like that would be a whole confidence act in itself to like really work with that when you have someone that is so incredibly, yeah, dialed, but she has such unique medicine. Her unique medicine is just so, so potent and powerful. And and that's the thing is it resonates. Things resonate differently with different people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking when she was saying that, I'm like, Jay, probably like the way in which Roddy can be so funny and endearing and random and just like there is something like je ne sais quoi about how she shows up online and you're like oh can I bottle that and I'm sure Jay feels that where he's like how can I how can I be more like Roddy but it was really beautiful she was just saying how he's really helped her to step up and into her power and confidence and voice you know he doesn't really allow her to lean back and let him 
fill in for her in those scenarios. So I'm sure I see that as an outsider as like a part of the purpose of their relationship too, like just karmically, which is cool. And then we talked about her new podcast and just kind of the inspiration for her new podcast, how she purposely chooses on Instagram to show up in a particular way in her joy and bring joy and that is very intentional. And so the podcast just is a wider lens on Roddy as a person, but also the types of topics and conversations and things she's processing and moving through that really touch on not only joy, but also like the depth and whether it's sadness or challenge and everything in between. I think people are going to really enjoy seeing and hearing those different parts of her and her experience. Yeah. And a podcast is such a perfect medium for that to hear the frequency of someone's voice and hear the intonation and have enough time to get into the depth with long form rather than a 60 second clip or a 60 second reel. It's like, this is just such a good medium for that. And I'm really excited for her because whether her medicine is just the joy or whether her medicine is the wide lens, I think it's just so potent and powerful. So I'm excited for a Roddy pod. Mm-hmm. So you can check out her pod really soon. And also her new cookbook is Joyful. It's a really beautiful cookbook, as you can imagine. If you follow Roddy, she makes incredible plant-based meals and always has a lot of fun doing it. And I think that's kind of what we need is like more fun and joy in our cooking. It doesn't need to be perfect, but you know, we infuse our food with energy. So I think she is really a beautiful, beautiful model for that. Mm -hmm. So you can listen to the first part of this episode with Lindsay and Roddy by searching Roddy Almost 30, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then the rest of the podcast interviews we've done with her have come up in previous times, we've talked about confidence, being yourself. We've talked about her journey, so you can learn a lot more there. And then highly suggest that you subscribe, rate and review the show. It means so much when you guys send us a little five-star review and a nice note. And if you want more of Almost 30, if you want like a daily dose, you can listen to our second podcast called Morning Microdose, which is such an incredible name and theme. We just love, we love the MM. <laughs> And then Almost 30 Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We share some pretty fire content there, almost30.com. And then you can connect with me on Instagram at It's Krista. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side. Oh, y'all, I am wearing my shorts and my skirts and my dresses and my legs are out and I'm just so excited about it because I have my Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil and it is keeping me glowing. <laughs> it's making my legs and my arms look just so fresh, so alive, to be honest, and so young. Um, I love this product. It is from Osea Malibu. They just know what they're doing over there. They've been doing it for over 28 years. Skincare is their jam. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and is clinically proven, okay? It's infused with seaweed, which is the star of the show here, and I just love the products. They really work. So the body oil is so rich, but it's never greasy, Okay, and it's clinically proven to improve skin elasticity immediately. It's visibly firming your skin and makes the skin feel more sculpted and toned, which we love. It's so amazing. 
overnight. You can do this during the day or overnight. I do it overnight, but I love the Andaria Algae Body Butter because I would just wake up so insanely moisturized. It's indulgent and it's really great for crepey skin. I'll put it on my knees and my elbows and anywhere that's like kind of dry. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. It just transforms the skin. You're going to be obsessed. And then finally, the anti-aging body balm. Yo, I mean, hello, silky lotion serum. It just melts into my skin. I feel like it lifts and tightens and tones all over. I'm obsessed. Perfect for summer, baby. So glow from the inside out with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code A30POD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. They're so good about that. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code a 30pod a 30pod for 10% off okay i need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app um superhuman i have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last 3 weeks let me just tell you i kind of fell off of my game after i had the baby most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. I'm so glad you brought up just this piece about changing and I definitely relate to that feeling of mm -hmm. just feeling like the quote new version of me maybe in this season might be uncomfortable for other people yes. that are close to me it basically like because you're a part of a system whether it's your friend group or whether it's your family or whether it's your work 
mm-hmm. culture. It's like you're a part of that system. And so any shift or change affects the system. Yes. And I am someone who definitely likes to make other people feel comfortable. Same. I like to be liked, you Same. know, and I just, yeah, I still deal with that, but I think I've gotten a lot better. But I would love to hear kind of how you've been able to both nurture the change happening within you. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's done more privately, but then also really kind of reacclimate to the world, to your community, to your family and friends in a way that does not abandon who you've become. Yeah. I'll be honest. I feel like I'm working through that yeah. now in my life. There's so many versions of, I, I, I'm a people pleaser. I have been yeah, since I can remember. And I can totally relate to you when you're saying that the shift that you make, I loved how you said actually the shift that you make just, you know, you're you're part of all these circles and mm-hmm. that shift, it's almost like an earthquake where totally. something moves out of out of place and it, it it shakes up everybody around you in a subtle or gross way. And I'd say like I'll 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 share a shift that I feel I've made, which is I always choose to show up for other people in a joyful way. And I think both can exist. You can feel sad but still feel joy. Yes. You can be sad about a certain situation, but still show up to your friends and give good energy. You can show up online and give good energy, even if you're going through a tough time in your relationship or in your family, or if you've got hard things going mm. on. I think the hard thing I found is people think you're being fake or being a, a false version of yourself and don't realize duplicity exists. Yes. I've struggled with that because I choose to be the personality that I am when I show up online purely because... I believe that I have been blessed with a community that I'm close to where I can deal with a lot of the things that I go through. And so what do I choose to give out to 2 million people has to be thought about. Like, do I want to do I want to share my pains to to that many people? Not saying that it reaches that many people, but, you know, like on my community online that do I want to give that out and have that ripple effect of energy where. I've just shared pain. It's going to cause a lot of other people probably sadness and pain. Mm. That's then going to ripple in some way to other people. Or do I tell a select few people that are in my life that I know are able to handle it and are able to hold space for me and then use whatever other energy I've got to show up online as the other part of me that wants to be more energetic and wants to be positive and wants to embrace life in this way. And so I think for me, one thing I'm doing and I'm starting a podcast and the podcast is quite different to my Instagram in the way that I don't want to be seen as the person. And I understand that's the person I choose to be online, but everyone's like, oh, you're always so happy all the time or you're always so positive all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not. That is the version of me that I may share online for other people, but I also share a lot of other things. But the version that's seen of me or that is perceived as like, oh, you must not have any problems. You're just, you're so happy all the time or you're so this. And so the podcast is really going to be a place where I can share this new version of myself that may make people feel very uncomfortable, but it is a version of me where I feel now I'm ready to accept and share, okay, the ups and downs, which are reality. And again, not in a way that I'm dragging people down, but in a way that just let's go through the motions like together and let's really dive as deep as we need to get to then rise back up again. Mm. I think it's also selecting the people that you choose to share change with. I don't think everything has to be shared with everyone. I I don't have a best friend that I share everything with. I have select people that I go to share certain things with. 
And I think there's a false thing of, I mean, I'm sure some people have that, someone that they tell everything to. But I know I, in my life, have a few people in my life where if I want to talk about relationships, maybe I'll go to this person. If I want to pull my heart out, I'll call my mom. If I want to talk about my book or whatever, I'll call my sister because she's so good at the way. There's so many different people that you can turn to for different things. And so in the same way, like there are certain things that I am changing, which sometimes my mom can't understand. And, you know, I've tried to explain certain things to her of how I would choose to live my life or, for example, having children. It's not that I don't want to have children. I love children and I definitely anticipate having them if God willing. Mm -hmm. But especially in my community, when you get over your 30s, it's like you're an old woman. Yeah. And I just, I find, and my mom doesn't, is not pressuring me in that way at all, but helping her to understand sure. these changes. Because when I was younger, I would say, oh, I want to be married and have kids and everything by the age of 25. Same. Because that's sure. what I've seen. In the, and so people think now that I don't have kids at the age of 32, that I've decided not to have kids ever. I'm like, that's an assumption. And also, even if that was the case, allow me to have that space to change. Yes. That's just one topic, but so many different ways that I feel my mindset has shifted. And again, that to some people who think, how could you have a life without kids would be like, that's a horrible change that you've made. Like, how could you even think that way? What happened? And it's like, no, so many of my friends are choosing that route. And Mm -hmm. it's a shift that people feel very uncomfortable with because culturally it's not something normal, but it's something which there's so many different, of course, I've thought about, oh, what happens if I don't have kids? What happens if I do have kids? It's not a wrong thing to even have. And I feel like it's even talking about this, people are like, oh, wow, she's thinking about not having kids. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> what we feel call? the eyes and the ears. We're like, Duh. I can feel I'm like, <laughs> I'm suffocating. But I feel like those are things that I, I just want to say out loud because they're thoughts that I am having. Yes. And, and we should be allowed. Like, we should be able to. I love to. this conversation because. And there's me sinking into my seat. I think having a public facing persona, which is a real part of you, it's a tricky thing because I think people become so, I wouldn't say obsessed, maybe in some cases, but just they could become so used to you as that certain identity in that season at which they found you, followed mm-hmm. you, met you. And then there are changes that happen and it's as if their own identity is changing because they see you change. And I've had to really realize that it's not my responsibility mm-hmm. or my business ever. Yeah. So yeah, on all accounts. Okay, this app has been with me through seasons of wanting to prevent pregnancy and also get pregnant. The app is Natural Cycles. It is a leading women's health company that they created the world's first FDA cleared birth control app. So the app's algorithm uses hormone driven changes in body temperature to let users know when they're fertile and not fertile. It is so easy y'all. Every single morning I wake up, I have the uh, thermometer on my bedside table and then I take my temperature. I input the temperature into the app and boom, there you go. Um, It is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. It's pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people are just thinking about their birth control. Uh, A lot of people are going off hormonal birth control. This is an incredible, incredible option for you. I've been using it for a couple years now. Um, And again, it is so easy. So the algorithm uses the body temperature to determine where a user is at in their cycle. The more they measure, the more data it will have. Um, And if you have an aura ring, by the way, it syncs with your aura ring and it'll take your temperature automatically. Pretty cool. 
You can trust natural cycles for the past 10 years. They have been setting the precedent for non-hormonal and non-invasive birth control without sacrificing effectiveness. They were the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control app, and the first birth control app to integrate with that wearable device, the Aura Ring. They're the best. I'm excited for you all. Listen, as our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer gravy. Use code almost30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code almost30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. Okay, small daily actions. Ah, they just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. (laughs) So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation or maybe read part of the book that you're loving, uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things were just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, Oh, I recommend seed their DSO-1 daily symbiotic is incredible. What is different about Seed? So Seed's patented capsule and capsule design is so unique. It basically means that the fragile bacteria within the capsule can survive the journey. So from like shipping to your door to when you put it in your body all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics in the microbiome. They're the best in the space. Um, so I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25 almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25 almost. I did want to talk about just having the friend or friends that you know you're going to go to, I think that's a really important piece that people might not think about because I know that for maybe one or two friends, I am their only. Yeah. Agrees. I feel honored and I feel mm. a burden. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It's like I I then become the therapist. I then become the friend. I then Absolutely. become so many things that I don't even think I'm equipped to be and really should be. And so I think that's a really important point for people to think about and give their self permission to do why people wouldn't do that, I would assume. And I've been there before where I don't want my best friend to think that I'm not telling them everything. Yeah. It's kind of that high school yes, absolutely. mentality mm-hmm. that we have to remind ourselves that we're adults. 
I know, exactly. <laughs> and whatever you know. that means, and I can completely relate to what you're saying. I think two things that I was thinking about while you were speaking is being someone that's yes. in the public eye, I also constantly remind myself that I'm choosing this. Yes. And this is completely a personal choice. I could shut everything down if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy when, and I agree, I feel both sides. I feel like it's my choice that I'm choosing to show up in this way and do this. And there's a part of me that obviously thrives off it and loves it and wants to have a community and also wants to share. Sometimes I think about what I'm doing and I'm like, oh, I wonder why I've taken that selfie and I want to post it. Or I wonder why I'm doing it. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you actually, you, I see myself in an outer body way and I'm like, oh, like I'm choosing to do every single part. I'm choosing to show where I'm eating. I'm choosing to show what workouts I'm doing. I'm choosing to show myself in this yeah. way. And so I think everything comes with this duality. And I think that's the word of like today. Everything comes with duality yes. where you can love something and there will also be the other side of it. There's always a balance of like this goodness that comes from something and the parts that you have to deal with if you want to be in this way. I see what you're saying, but I also have realized to take that responsibility onto myself where I'm like, this is all a choice. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, how to show up as your authentic self and then not be scared to do that. And I mm. get messages sometimes where I'm like, oh, I used to see such a like, such like sparkling, and now I see sadness in your eyes or something like that. Or I'll see it randomly, like maybe I got messages like that. Like, yeah. I was like, actually, yeah, I was going through a hard time mm. then. And I was trying to show up as a certain version, mm -hmm. but I was struggling to be there. And so when I get messages like that, I know that it's almost like a little bit of truth when it irks me sure <laughs> or when I feel like writing those messages yeah, I'm like well actually I I was crying an hour earlier that's why I've got bags under my eyes you know <laughs> that's why my eyes look heavy but I've just realized like everything is so temporary we think it's not we think everything is permanent and whenever we get messages or whenever people say things online and whatever it feels so permanent at yes. the time it feels so heavy at and the personal. time and so personal <laughs> and I've thought about this when it comes to photo shoots that I haven't been able to control what images come out or podcasts sometimes mm -hmm. where you say things and do I want to delete it no not really it's something I said and it is just is what it is so many things that we feel are so serious and so permanent but actually everything is so temporary and so I've learned to go through those motions in that way where I'm like this feels really crappy right now but it is just temporary. Yes. And the permanence that I'm feeling is just an emotion that I'm holding on to versus the reality of it. Mm. I was actually reading a quote this morning about emotions and I'm sure you've read it, but like emotions are energy in motion. And so mm. again, when you're keeping something captive inside of you, in Ayurveda, it says that it is the root of disease in the body, mm. like keeping emotion, hiding parts of yourself and having pieces of you that are not shared and are not, accepted when you're hiding something it means you're not accepting it about yourself and when you're not accepting things about yourself it creates this anxiety that is unnecessary in you yes and so again I'm sharing this because I feel like I'm going through different versions of that in my life with different people in my life of oh do you think if I tell them this it's going to make them think I'm not as spiritual anymore or not as this anymore all these labels that I'm internalizing that I think people have given me or I'm not as happy anymore, I'm not as joyful anymore, whatever it is that people have said I am, I'm like, I need to strip all of that back and just like figure out who am I versus who yes. everyone's telling me I am. And that can be really scary and that can be Very. so difficult. There's so many things I want to pick apart, but just the piece about... While you're saying that, don't you think that she has one of the most soothing voices oh. that you've heard 
and your whole like, I need a meditation <laughs> with your voice. You are like I one of the you, calmest <laughs> humans. I just love talking to you, honestly. Oh, thank you. You're, so, you're so thoughtful in so many different ways, but also your just presence is so grounding. Oh, thank you. you I really feel the are. same about you. Thank you. I was very much I feel extremely erratic in my mind, but honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It, that's a piece that I wanted to say, being really more consumed with how people perceive perceive you mm. and how that is I've realized in my life where I'm thinking about okay what's Krista gonna think if I say this or do this or want to uh, do this uh -huh. or how will my husband feel if I say this or share that this yeah. is on my heart and oftentimes it's connected to a piece of me that feels that way it's really like it's know, yes maybe you... they will I don't know but it's really not it's really, my concern. it's really there's something in there so I've been looking at that a lot recently where I'm like what part of me believes this mm -hmm. and what part of me just chooses to stay more comfortable kind of yeah. where I've been and why it's not necessarily bad but I'm like oh why understanding why yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're both going through similar mm -hmm. emotions but mm -hmm. yeah I, I can completely relate I'm like wait why am I building up this imaginary way that I think someone's going to react before I've even expressed. Yes. And I don't, I'm sure it comes from a deeper thing of like this stuff that you've gone through in your childhood or experiences, even small experiences that you've had where you've been shut down in some way, or you haven't been able to share, or when you have shared, it's been shut down. There's so many different things that, that it can relate to. But, and again, I go back to people pleasing. I'm like, just in case it makes them like me a little bit less, let me just not, you know? Yeah. And I think... It's just the confidence that you have to, like, I'm learning to how to be confident. I have this terrible habit of, if I'm around people who know me really well, and there's people that are asking me questions about myself, it's just, I'm trying to stop doing it, but I will, before I answer, I I'll look to mean. them. And I'm like, why am I, if Jay's there, if my mom's there, if my sister's there, if my, if anybody that I feel knows me well is around mm. me, I almost give up. I literally like, it's like, I'm like, you you do like it, I don't know how to explain it but I it's know almost exactly like I, re I, do I really thing. I surrender my abilities or confidence mm. to everybody around me and you're and it's also thinking about what they experience of, of you, you of that question yes and but also <laughs> it's like I lose confidence or understanding of myself and believe everybody else knows me more because I've taken in that for so long so I do it and I do it all the time. I'm like, yeah, it was even if they're asking me, so, you know, what do you do? And I'll be like, oh, you explain it better. <laughs> Honestly, it's become such a natural tendency of mine to give away my power or give away my like, under yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how, even know how to explain it, but it's almost like every time there are people who've made decisions for me in my life or helped me through it, I'll just be like, oh, they're better at it than me. Mm. So let me relinquish that power to somebody else. I've been observing myself because I saw someone else do it and it's someone that I see a lot of characteristics and I watched it we were in a circle and we were giving examples like what are three things that you really like about yourself and I remember being like oh my god I do not want to answer this question I do not want to answer this question I can't think of anything I don't know if I say something it'll make me sound big-headed but then if I say I don't know it'll make me sound like I don't like myself like all these thoughts going through my head while everyone was making their way through the yeah. circle. And it got to me and I was like, what do you think? Do you think? I was like, oh, oh my gosh. And it's just, yeah, we give away our power so easily. And it's mm. when you don't feel confident in your own understanding of yourself. I've just, I've put it down to that because whenever I've been in a place where I feel quite aligned, 
and I feel like I understand what's going on. I'm quite honest with who I am. I'm doing the things that I need in my life. I have a different level of confidence. Yes. But when I feel a little bit lost in, in any of those mm. areas, and each time, like even if it's in one area, it kind of seeps into other areas as well. If you feel a little bit uncertain in your professional life, you can get triggered in your personal life from those, from whatever it is affecting you there. So mm-hmm. actually you have to think about all the different areas because like you said, with the friend circle thing, everything connects. Everything. And so if you're feeling uncomfortable in your professional life and you're feeling like sadness or anxiety there, it kind of pours down into so many different parts of you that you don't even realize. Yes. And so, yeah, I've noticed that so much about myself lately, and I'm trying to like keep, like, keep your head straight. <laughs> Don't I relate this. so I relate so much. <laughs> oftentimes, and Krista knows this, so it's not a surprise. But oftentimes, when we're in like a trio uh-huh. setting, yeah. and it's she and I and someone that we're interviewing, it's very difficult for me. Yeah, it's, and I'm the same with Jay. And it was actually really hard to express that to her because it has nothing to do with her. No, but it's. I was thinking about, and we touched on this before we started recording, this idea of like the leakiness, mm-hmm. like where I feel like I haven't done a great job of really just like patching up the parts of me that can sometimes feel a little insecure mm. or maybe I'm picking up on someone else's energy and I'm thinking more and feeling more of that rather than my own. Yes. And it becomes really confusing. Yeah. And I just lose it. Mm-hmm. Like I lose the creative thought. I lose the presence. And oftentimes in conversations where she's with me, I won't have a damn question to ask. Yes. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yes. It's I, intuitive. Just go. And it's like blank. I know. And it's the anxiety. I feel that too. When I go on interviews with Jay yeah, and not again, not because of him, he's one of the people that has really helped me. And I'm like, so what should I do? He's like, no, I will help you, but you need to think about this yourself. And mm-hmm. I've had a tendency with my family, like if anything was happening, my mom would patch up. My sister would help me. I didn't finish my coursework when I was younger. My sister would finish it for me. <laughs> like I always kind of had people who patched things up for me sure, or filled in the blanks without me having to do the work to do it. And so Jay was one of the people who really helped me to kind of find my own voice. And so whenever I will look to him, I'm like, no, you tell it. He's like, no, you tell it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Oh, you say it so much better. No, you tell it. And I'm like, oh God. It's also being around people who actually have that. Yeah. And so for him, I feel like he's really good at understanding what he wants, vocalizing it, being very confident, which again, for people who are like that can come across cocky sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that way at all. But when I see it from an outside perspective, I'm like, wow, his confidence can be really scary and intimidating Mm. for lots of people. Mm -hmm. Not because he is confidence in the wrong way because we're not used to seeing people who exude that confidence yes who really know who they are yeah and so that's it's confronting why to people it is confronting yeah. and me as his partner i can say that i understand that not that i found it confronting but that i kind of i'm ready to give up my power because i'm like no no he does everything better and he's so much more confident mm. in this and the way that he expresses himself is so much more articulate and whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, well, what's the point of me even saying it? Like you say, and I feel the same way in interviews as well. Like when we're doing things together, I'd say I become a different version of myself, not a different version, but like a timid version of myself. But again, I'd be the same way if it was my mom or my, like anybody that I feel has that in them. And so, yeah, life's so interesting. I relate down to every detail. I really relate. And I was beating myself up about it for Mm. so long. I'm like, 
why can't you just get better? And why aren't you as articulate or as clear or as grounded Mm. in these moments? Like what's wrong? Yeah. And I think we all have those aspects of ourselves that we're like, I know. I think I've learned that when I have that feeling, I'm no longer feeling shame around it, which has taken a very long time. Yes. It's almost as if I really got to, I have to understand why mm-hmm. she is the way she is yeah. and begin to almost like, like a loving friend or parent, yes. just be like, like what's actually going on here? And like build your own confidence like yes. you would with them. Can I just say you are so articulate and so clear. Oh, thank you. Genuinely. Thank I you. Just... I feel the same way about you. See thank the... you. <laughs> That's what I mean, but we have to do that for ourselves, right? <laughs> That's what's hard. And I think even when I was saying about the three things that you like about yourself, like I think we're in a weird society sometimes where when you are too confident or you actually are in alignment and you feel really good about yourself, sharing that feels scary. But then when you're down and out, that feels scary too. And I'm like, so it's hard to know, do I like, oh, I'm feeling really good about myself. Even if feeling good about yourself physically or you're like feeling good about yourself spiritually, it's either intimidating or it something in someone else it's I'll give like an example of that is I haven't drunk my whole life I don't drink alcohol and so I remember at university or college when I would not be drinking not that I ever thought it was a bad thing for anybody else but when everybody doesn't feel like you're all on the same page it kind of irks something in the other people where they're like no this isn't right like it's you're throwing off the dynamic and it makes them feel bad about their decision which isn't a bad decision anyway but because you aren't doing something or you're changing the dynamic a bit so even if I'm confident in that Mm. decision it makes them feel unconfident yes in their decision and so there is this tricky thing of like again being a Jay who's extremely confident but has done the work to be so and has done the work to be aligned and showing up in that way and then also being the people who are a little bit like insecure and again that's not seen as a great thing so it's a little bit difficult when you're shifting between these dynamics of okay but what does it mean to show up confidently and charismatically like why is that seen as such a bad thing if someone does know these three things that they love about themselves Mm -hmm. in a circle Mm -hmm. people are like oh she's she's a bit bold isn't she you know like she's she's really she's really confident and sometimes that's seen to be a really like bad thing as well Mm. When you boil it all down, it's down to intention. How am I sharing this? With what intention? Am I sharing it to be cocky and confident? Or am I sharing it because it's something I truly feel on the inside? Yes. And I do think people feel feelings. I was going like to say. They feel that. They feel felt. that deeply. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely felt. That's why I think, you know, as anytime I say the word energy, I'm like, yeah. that <laughs> judgment where I'm like, okay, the woo-woo. It's but energy. It's, but yeah, there's something to, because we all feel energy. Yeah, we, and we, we can really all do. we can all think about moments where we walk into a room and we just kind of feel a type of way. Yeah. Or we meet someone we're like, oh, either that feels really good and like warm or it's like a little bit off. It, something's off, mm-hmm. right? And so that's energy. And so I've learned too that the parts of me that I really love or the moments where I feel really good oftentimes I can be a little orchestrator of the energy if I'm owning it in a way that is like super grounded Mm -hmm. and then the people who are in proximity receive it in a way that is less like oh they're forcing it Mm -hmm. they really they're just it's an observation of someone in their natural state yeah because I do have moments where I'm feeling so good I'm like this is my natural yes 
Yes, completely. You know, and it's it's felt and you can't really describe it. And it does kind of, it disarms people as well. I've noticed that yes. like when people come in being really authentic, it disarms me of my, the barriers that I put up or the persona that I think I'm coming into this event with or whatever it is. It's yeah. like, and then you see someone that's really in their space and really owning it and you're like, oh, wow. Mm. Like they're giving me permission to do the same thing. And I felt that energy when I felt that way going into an event where, I felt lots of barriers up and I'm like choosing to just be and not show up as anything else, not pretend like I'm more intelligent than I am, not pretending like I'm more well-versed in whatever we're all talking about, but just showing up as me disarms everybody else around you. It's like, oh, like I find that a lot with even like makeup. It's such an interesting thing. Like I choose, mm. I don't wear a lot of makeup or sometimes don't. And yesterday I went on the Today Show and she was so sweet. And then he said, oh my gosh, you're not wearing any makeup, are you? This other lady that was on the show. And I said, no, and at first she was like, oh, wow, like that's really brave. And I was like, <laughs> at first I was like, oh my God, do I look like in my mind? I was like, is that, I can't tell. Is that something good or is it something bad? I can't tell. But I realized like it was actually a really sweet thing she was saying because she was like, it's so nice. She was like, I like, I've stopped doing that too now. Actually, I like, I don't like wearing so much foundation. It allows people to, I know I do that in my authentic self because I know how I feel when I put on makeup. It makes me feel like a different version of myself. Yes. And so it, for me showing up in that way, it took me a second to feel comfortable with it. But now that I do, every time I come back and I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't put all of that on. I'm so glad I didn't be that way because yep. it doesn't make me feel confident. But in the same way, some people put on makeup and they feel so confident exactly. in it. Exactly. And that's knowing. their authentic version. Yes. And so I do think when you do show up in that way, it definitely disarms people to just be as I you agree. are. Yeah. I agree, which I think is such a gift. You know, yeah. we forget that like us being ourselves can be such a gift for people, whether yeah. it's like right in that moment or like a little ways down the line. Mm -hmm. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, if you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. <laughs> Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, uh, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, so let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. 
I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. I wanted to round out just by talking about the pod. Yay. So I loved what you said about it being another way to express yourself on a deeper level. And that's why I love podcasting because of its long form nature. Yes. There's also something to, yeah, just being able to have a conversation where you can actually drop in, not that being online and what you share online or what we share online is not dropping in, but there's a different quality Mm -hmm. to it. So I would love to... I love to Uh, know more, whatever you can share. Yeah, I think I've had this craving to to share on a longer form. And and again, it's because I feel you get a little snippet on Instagram Reels. You're limited with the time that you can share. But also, I mean, honestly, exactly what this is, just having conversations that feel so... Like, I had no idea what I was coming on here to say. Same. And exactly. And But to do this with someone, with other people or friends or people that you connect to... And honestly, things that came out of me even today were things that I didn't even know I thought about or Mm -hmm. that I had in me or I hadn't thought about deeply enough. And it really brought that out for me. So whenever I've gone on other people's podcasts, I've noticed that I really somehow being in conversation, it actually allows me to grow so much through the conversation and to notice things about myself through the conversation. I was on Jay's podcast recently and I was in absolute tears and I shared with him something that I hadn't even told him about our relationship. And I was like, oh my God, it's so weird that it came out in this way. And it was about sharing things and how I don't sometimes know what's even out there about me because he shares so much on his podcast. I don't get asked or don't get told about it. It just is. So I get people coming up to me like, oh yeah, I know that you don't like this or I'm like, God, how do they know that? I didn't, I haven't chosen to share that. Right. So anyway, it was, if it was off that topic, just to give context and it came out in that. And he was like, I didn't even know you feel that way. I was like, I don't think I even knew I felt that way until we spoke about it. And so it's just made me realize that I really enjoy conversations so deeply. I really enjoy having these meaningful exchanges with friends. And I think it deepens connections. Like, I feel like I know you so much better through doing this and have learned so much about you and again it's disarming like you sharing your heart and me sharing my heart and it kind of allows us to connect in a completely different way if we had done it on an Instagram reel or done it at an event or something like that it's just so different so anyway it's just my little way of sharing this with other people and I just think there's never too much there's so much about oh there's just everything say everyone's saying the same thing and everything that you know people are doing it's another podcast but I just think why not? Because there may be a few people that you reach that haven't listened to other people's. There may be yes. a few people you reach that really needed this specific message. And it's just, it's about that. It's literally just about that. So 
I'm very excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. I'm so, so excited. And yeah, I agree. It's, it's really important that people don't stop from creating things or expressing themselves in specific ways, even if it feels like already saturated, done. Yes. already done, because there's a reason why you're being called. And there's also very specific people who are needing yeah. your frequency, your message, the type of content that you're going to be putting out. So and we need it. Yes. Be, like there are yes. different ways people express themselves. And this is a form of that. And so actually, I know I need it for my growth too. Yes. And then the book. You oh, the book. Yes, I out? have a cookbook coming out in spring 2024. Right. And it's again, it's all about everything from morning to evening of healthcare rituals, like basically the ideal situation of taking you through helping you connect to yourself, but also helping you connect to your food and the spices and understanding how spices can be your first line medication before anything else. And I've learned that from such a young age, being Indian and having these spices in my life and I really do use them as a tool and a vessel to heal my body yeah. and how it can help with just creating amazing plant-based food and making it taste incredible to all the rituals in between. Like why eating with your hands is so important. Mm. Why eating seasonally is so important. Why connecting to your food when you're making it and setting an intention with it is so important. It has everything in between. Everything that's in my mind, I've poured into this book and I honestly, I just yesterday finished reading it through for the second time after the edits and I was really happy reading through it. It's very difficult for me because I don't complete things very often. I find it hard to do that. (laughs) And so to read through something like that, and I was like, oh my God, I did That's pretty major. I did this. That's pretty major. Yeah, excited to share all of it. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks for being here. You are just so lovely. And thank you so much. This was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you. I'm so thankful. Sometimes I go into conversations and I feel, I think what we were talking about, kind of that like, very subtle anxiety of Mm. I hope that there's just that ability to drop in and just kind of be ourselves and flow and not have it feel like question one question two no you really so I appreciate you you really are able to harness that energy on this so I really appreciate that can't wait for the pod I adore you Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Roddy. We love you so much. You can find Roddy on Instagram at Roddy Devlukia. That's R-A-D-H-I-D-E-V-L-U-K-I-A. You can find her on YouTube at Roddy Devlukia. And her new book is called Joyful. And her new podcast is coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. And thank you all so much for being here. If you're a part of the community that is Roddy Devlukia, we love you and appreciate your listenership. And make sure you're subscribed. We do new episodes every single week. And if you want to learn more about what we have going on here at Almost 30, including our community, our membership, and different programs to support you in your evolution, you can go to almost30.com. We love you guys. We're so grateful for you. It means the world. We love all your DMs and messages and emails and just everything you've done to support us. Truly, 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 from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being a part of our community. We'll see you soon. See you soon.